Welcome to the UK Made Easy podcast, where we help aspiring international medical graduates like yourself achieve their dreams of passing their PLAP2 and practicing medicine in the UK. Hello and welcome to the UK Made Easy podcast. My name is Nada, and tonight I'm going to quickly show you how to ace your history-taking segment and put a hidden little smile on your examiner's face. So, how do we normally take history? Well, we all already know how to take basic history from our own practical lives, right? I mean, we've done it in medical school, we've done it at our work or hospital or clinic, right? But what exactly do they want in the exam? What's different? What are they waiting for? Why do so many people lose much marks in data gathering? Want to know how? Want to impress an examiner? Be organized. That's the answer. Period. The idea is to make it flow in a logical manner, yet keep it impressive and natural. That's why you have to have what we call a mind map. Just a fixed skeleton that you'd always use for most stations so you don't have to think too much and lose the natural flow they're waiting for. That's the trap that most people fall into. Okay, so to do that, let's put history taking into steps or just headlines that we're always going to follow. So number one, you enter the cubicle. Naturally, you'd greet the patient and introduce yourself, and then you start taking history. Now, the first part of any history is what we call the present history, including the complaint of the patient, right? This is the most important part, and it's where most people actually use lose focus. Number two, we go down to past medical history. Then we have family history, lifestyle, and then some extras that we're going to talk about later. Now, the latter part is known as maftoza universally on most PLAP2 and OSCE forums. You can go with that if you're comfortable with. But let's focus today on the present history because this is the bulk of every medical station. So I like to divide my present history into three steps. Number one is analysis of the complaint. Now, the first words that come out of the patient's mouth is his complaint, right? So that's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to analyze it first, okay? Then step two, we have what we call the analysis of the incident. What if the patient gives you a story, a background story that led to his complaint? What if something happened? What if his complaint was a seizure or maybe a fall or something? So an action happened, an event, right? That's what we call an incident. We want to analyze that too. It's not only analyzing the complaint, but if there are specifics associated with the complaint, we don't want to miss that part because that's what most people do. That's why they fail to diagnose new stations. And then step three, we want to find out what the cause is, which is basically asking about the associated symptoms and excluding all the differentials and red flags that might come to our mind when we hear the symptom he's complaining from, okay? So this is the basic skeleton we want to go through for the present history. Let's talk about it step by step. So we start with analysis of the complaint. Now, what kind of complaints could patients come with? Uh, we have two divisions pain complaints and non-pain complaints, okay? So if it's any type of pain, like back pain, headache, tummy pain, anything, you're going to use what we know as Socrates. Now, this stands for site, onset, character, radiation, associated symptoms, time, exacerbating and relieving factors, and then at the very end, severity. This is a well-known mnemonic, but if you want to use that, it's your choice. But I found that it's a bit hard for me to use it quickly going with the letters. Too much thinking, and I don't really have time, and I want to be impulsive, right? And after all, this is the very first part of your station. You don't want to seem shaky or get a mind block now, right? You want to be as impulsive as possible. So the easier way goes like this. I like to call it the two sites, four starts, and three randoms, okay? So naturally, at the beginning of any consultation, you want to start with an open question first, 
Let's say the complaint is maybe chest pain. So you're going to start with, can you tell me more about that, please? And then just stop talking and listen to what they're going to say. After all, they could just give you all the information needed without having to ask about anything. That saves you so much time, okay? Then after that, you're going to start with Socrates, but the easy way. Two sites, four starts, and three randoms, okay? So what are the two sites? I'm going to ask the following two questions. Can you tell me where exactly that pain is? Does it go anywhere else? These are my two sites, the site and the radiation, okay? And then we have four starts. When did it start? How did it start? What were you doing when it started? And has it changed since it started? Now I've tackled the time, the onset, the trigger, if any, and the course, okay? And then we have three randoms. What are the three randoms? I want to ask about the character, the exacerbating and relieving factors, and then the severity. So I'm going to ask, can you describe the pain for me, please? That's the character. Does anything make it better or worse? That's the exacerbating and relieving factors. And of course, if he took an analgesic, for example, don't forget to ask what it is and how many pills he took. It's very important, okay? Then last question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, can you score the pain for me? 1 being the least and 10 being the most pain you've ever felt. And you do have to specify the scale, okay? That's the severity. And then you end your your segment with another open question so anything else associated with the pain just so if he has any associated symptoms he tell you himself okay that's the pain complaints now for anything else whether it's a cough dizziness tiredness bleeding we always use the mnemonic odipara it's very standard the o is onset d is duration i is intensity p is progression a and r are aggravated and relieved by and then the last a is anything else which goes with the associated symptoms again, just like before. So that's our first part. That's how to analyze the complaint, whatever it is, the easy way, okay? Number two, we talked about analyzing the incident. Now, this is not really applicable to all stations, but if there's an incident in a station, you do have to analyze it. And as I said, most people do miss that, miss that part, so you have to keep it in mind, especially in new stations. An incident could be anything from a seizure to a head injury to a fall or simply something that you believe may have led to the complaint. Like, for example, in the scabies station that we talked about before, the patient mentions that they went camping for a week, right? Now you have to analyze that. What happened there might have led directly to the symptoms, right? Of course, this part depends on each station, so we're going to talk about that later. But this is a very important step that you cannot miss. Analysis of the incident. And then last, we have our third part, the most complicated part, or the longer part, is finding the cause. Now, we said this refers to three points. You have to cover the following three points. The associated symptoms, excluding the differentials, and excluding the red flags. Okay, so let's take them one by one. What are associated symptoms? Associated symptoms are other symptoms that will lead you to the diagnosis. For example, if uh, we think a patient has pneumonia, the complaint could be shortness of breath, right? Now, what else could come with pneumonia other than shortness of breath? Fever, cough, chest pain, right? You have to ask about these to make sure it's pneumonia. They have to be present, right? Okay, so that's number one. Then we want to exclude other differential diagnoses. Think, what else other than pneumonia could present with shortness of breath? Maybe asthma, pulmonary embolism, heart failure, maybe even panic attacks, right? You have to make sure you cover the most important and what co what's common is common. You don't have to go to the rare stuff, but at least cover the common things, okay? And then last, we want to exclude any red flags that we're worried about. And these are the things you exclude with almost all the stations once you hear a specific complaint. 
Now, the most common red flags that should come to your mind are maybe meningitis, especially when there's a fever or a rash or something, uh, cancer, especially when there's weight loss or some vague chronic complaint like tiredness or anemia, right? There's dehydration, like in stations with volume loss, stuff like vomiting, uh, uh, diarrhea, especially in pediatric stations, you cannot forget that one. Dehydration, very important in pediatrics. Uh, suicidal intentions in psychiatric patients, just mainly stuff that make you a safe doctor, and that's a very important characteristic that the GMC is looking for in you, okay? So these are the standard steps to find out what the cause is. This was a quick overview of how to take a flawless present history and get through the bulk of your data gathering segment without having to think too much. Now stay tuned for a live application of that in the next episodes. Thank you 